And we'll just get going with episode 53 of the Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim, this is Dan, and that's Derek. Hello, gentlemen. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. That's a Howard Stern reference. Howard Stern reference. So we have spent a lot of time in the last several weeks talking about a whole lot of video games. Everything from 2020 Game of the Year debates uh, to new stuff that's come out so far this year that we've been playing a lot of. Um, and so we thought for this week, since there's not really any big-time marquee releases to talk about, there's still kind of some of the games we've been currently playing. We might touch on those a little bit. There's also not any major news. Again, a few little headlines we might cover that are of interest, I guess. But it's just one of those kind of quieter weeks where it's, all right, it's just time to play games that you're already enjoying. At least that's what it's been for me. And I think it's been for most people. There's not really been that big marquee moment. So... I thought, I, I, at one point we talked about our favorite burgers. I thought we would follow up on that food conversation. I'm going to get really hungry too, by the way. I ate dinner like four hours ago. We ate early dinner at five. It's nine o'clock for me right now. I'm going to get really hungry doing this. but Sure. I want to hear where is your favorite pizza? Because that is, to me, there are there's cheap and easy pizza. Mm-hmm. The Little Caesars of the world. Right, that gets it done. Little Caesars is fine. It's just not great. I would never, like, vote for it against mm. other places. Then there's your super fancy pizza places, like your deep dish Chicago style sit down restaurant. If you've ever been to downtown Chicago, places like that. Chicago and everywhere in between. So let's just say you guys get to order fresh pizza from wherever you want. Doesn't matter if they deliver or whatever, but they're gonna it's gonna arrive at your doorstep ready to roll. It's gonna be really hot. It's gonna be amazing. What are you gonna? Where are you gonna order from? What's your, what's your pizza place? Doesn't uh, doesn't Florida have notoriously bad pizza, Derek? Yeah, I mean, I don't even think there is really any like expensive, like really good pizza. I think everything is just chains, and I don't like particularly like one over any other. But I have certain pizzas at each place that I'll get. So if I'm like, I'll give an example. My Probably my favorite pizza to order is actually from Pizza Hut. But I won't order it unless I have like a 50% off coupon. Plus I think they discontinued it because now I can't even find it on their thing whenever I'm crazy. Uh, yeah. But it's, um, they used to have a, I think it's barbecue brisket. So it's mm. like they put barbecue brisket on it with regular marinara sauce and mm. cheese. And Sounds then I get it, I get it stuffed crust. I like stuffed crust. So yeah. that's probably my favorite pizza. But again, I can't find it anymore. And then I, I think, was expecting you to name a burger place. So we did our burger thing, and your favorite burger. Well, that was, was what I was pizza. gonna say. And then <laughs> one of my favorites is actually right now is to order from Domino's. I get the cheeseburger pizza that I yeah. talked about last time on the show. They still mm-hmm. have that. So I I actually got. A 50% off coupon that I'm allowed to use next week. I can't use it right now, but starting next week, and I think I'm going to get me some cheeseburger pizza. Nice. Yeah, I think Domino's, as far as chains go, is pretty reliably good these days. So I'm, I'm good with Domino's. That's pretty Sometimes, good. Sometimes, but... As far as chains go. 
I really would like to try, like, I don't know. I, I, I see, like, sometimes on Facebook I'll see, like, advertisement for these deep, deep dishes. And I'm like, where are these places? Like, yeah. I want to try this. They look delicious. I mean, you, you live near Tampa. They certainly will have some options there. It's a huge There city. is, like, one. Actually, it's. I don't know why I didn't bring this up until now, but like, there's one right up the road for me. It's, it's not a major chain, so I, I think it's just in this local area, and they do pizza, and I real their sauce is not really that good. Oh, that's but killer. their pizza is actually really good, and I'm a sauce guy. Like I usually ask for extra sauce, and I don't care mm-hmm. about extra cheese. But at this place, I actually get extra cheese, light sauce. Hmm. And I think they're either New York, I think they're New York style mm-hmm. uh, pizza place. Yep. And the way it's those big pieces, but they're like thin, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. you pick them up, like the pizza is like folding yeah. in half, yeah. like falling. Yeah, fold it. Yeah. And so with extra cheese and grease, it's pretty amazing. Dude, it's for a- some reason, that image you just painted reminds me of going to like basketball and football games, both at high school and at college. It just remind for some reason it reminds me of that like that concession stand type pizza that I don't care what people say about it it's so good in that moment at least when you're sitting there watching the game well, you you describing that just reminded me of that give me the warm and fuzzies I, I want a pizza and watching a game right now honestly I can pretty much eat pizza anywhere it's yeah very yeah. hard for you to make a bad pizza yeah I'm the same way like I mentioned Little Caesars as the example of the cheap kind but Little Caesars pizza when you at least when it's fresh. Like if you reheat it, it doesn't. Uh, someone doing something? Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, are you I'm, opening a wrapper of like? Yeah. Something? I'm gonna mute myself so I can open my bag. Okay, all right. Uh, anyway, little, little Caesars. <laughs> I, I'm I'm with you, Derek. That I'm kind of okay with most types of pizza. Like even yeah. even most frozen pizza gets the job done if you're hungry for some pizza. It's fine. DiGiorno's is is pretty. DiGiorno's is pretty good. Yeah, we get frozen that pizza. from we get that from Sam's Club. Uh, but Dan, what about you? Whether it's chain place or one of those kind of more local places that you know only folks who live near you know about. Um, so I, yeah, I'm a big fan of pizza. It's very versatile food. You could put oh. all sorts of things on it. So, um, so actually, shout out to so in Florida because I was just saying Florida's known for not having the best pizza. Um, mm-hmm. They have a uh, in Disney World. A restaurant, and I had to double check because I couldn't remember the name of it. But the last time Renee and I were at Disney, we went here. Uh, it's called Via Napoli. Okay. And it's very Italian. Like it just—it's a very Italian-looking um, restaurant. It's actually in uh, Epcot. It's in the uh, Italy section, obviously. Um, and what they do is they actually ship the water from—I don't remember where, but it's—it's it's somewhere up north here in the states or maybe in canada actually because i guess water plays a big part in like the dough when you're making the pizza and it really alters the flavor of the pizza and because florida has i guess crap water that's why they can't make the best pizza um they ship the wa- they literally ship the water in and that's the water that they use and apparently the um i forget what it is but the whatever the chemical is inside the water that makes the flavor happen like it's very similar to the water in italy apparently Oh, that's cool. So basically, it's funny that for a, a state almost completely surrounded by water, they've got no yeah, good water yeah. there. Good job, Florida. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. They're practically drowning, like it's getting <laughs> smaller. But um, so the, the pizza there is actually excellent. I've never had pizza literally from Italy, unfortunately. Um, 
but when we went there, the pizza is is very very good. Nice. So um, I don't think that's the place my brother goes, but my brother okay. goes somewhere in Orlando and he gets like Chicago deep dish. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is inside the park. This is inside the park. Yeah. I I don't. I think he. I think it's downtown Disney. He goes. Okay. Okay. And he there's some place I don't know the name of it, but it's like a Chicago deep dish type place. And he gotcha. showed me pictures of how like fat and amazing these <laughs> yeah. pizzas look. And I'm like, like yeah. by the way, guys, I'm not that hungry, but my belly's literally like <laughs> yelling right now because I'm like, ah, you should have gotten pizza today. Yeah, I know. I, I could um, some pizza. But as far as local places, so not at, not local for me anymore, but uh, in Brockton, which is about 40, 45-ish minutes away, um, yeah. when we when we used to live closer, there's a uh, pizza place called Pizza Palace, and they make the best buffalo chicken pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, I like buffalo chicken pizza. Yes. Yeah. But there's a very specific way it has to be done, Tim, and if it's not done this way, you can get the F out of here, all right? Yeah. It needs to be crispy chicken. Okay. Do yeah. not use grilled chicken. I think I grilled like works, but crispy is better. Dried out cheap. Grilled, grilled is unacceptable, Tim. It's unacceptable. It needs to be crispy, and the sauce needs to be spicy, but not so spicy. Like, I don't like when the buffalo sauce is replacing the tomato sauce, like yeah. the pizza sauce. I don't like that. Give me give me just the, the regular sauce, cheese, and then you you do crispy chicken that's been sitting in the sauce, but it, the chicken is so still want, crispy. So you want the deep-fried in buffalo seasoning and then on top of regular pizza yes kind yeah of. okay yes all right and, gotcha. and then dip it in blue cheese obviously i was picturing more because I, I worked right. at a pizza place growing up and uh you know from high school uh, gosh that was probably six years five years i worked there anyway um it was one of those local pizza places family mm-hmm. owned you know they're still like the only pizza place in town kind of thing yeah and uh we did a buffalo chicken pizza that i liked but I I was the same way because like, they would use the buffalo sauce as mm-hmm. the re- instead of red sauce right right and then the chicken it was grilled chicken and then cheese and all that. it was very good it was actually pretty popular but I liked it best when I actually used I would take the chicken mm. put it in the buffalo sauce I would mix that all together yep and then I would do a normal pizza sauce yeah. cheese on top and then put the chicken on top of that now that that's you were almost there. You you missed the crispy part, but you you had the right idea, Tim. We had the right idea. We didn't have a deep fryer. That's fair. Um, that's fair. But uh, but yeah, that sounds pretty good. That yeah, sounds it's got to be it's got to be crispy because it adds texture to the pizza. You know, what I'm I saying? never. Th- I guess I never had that. Um, yeah. I do love fried chicken. I love exactly. when it's deep fried. But yeah, just think of fried chicken, but then you have the buffalo flavor, but then you also yeah. have just the re- the flavor of just a cheese pizza, and all of that's just mixing. It's amazing. I'm on board, man. I'm on board. There's very few things that I. That are that are on a pizza that I will reject that pizza. I'll I'll try mm. most pizzas. Mm. Derek, you mentioned. Oh, sorry. Was there any other ones, Dan? Except pineapple. You can get the get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> sorry. I, like I just get out. No. All right. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> get out of here. Fruit does not belong on pizza. All I right? don't order it, but if somebody orders it, yeah. I eat it. Gordon so Ramsay. With- Gordon Ramsay has said no. All right. I listen. I trust his judgment, but. I'm right there with you, Derek. Like a lot of times if we have a bunch of people, i.e. just my family, uh, and we're all eating pizza and if maybe we get like – maybe we get three pizzas and we get half. They're, they're all half and half to make sure we cover everybody's preferences. Sure. There's almost always a ham and pineapple option because yes. I know my wife likes it. And But if if it's leftover or if, there's a, if that's like what's there, I'll still grab it and eat it. It doesn't bother me. It's not my preference. It's not my choice. But I like it. It's fine. It offends me. 
Um, Derek, I'm you mentioned the deep, the Chicago deep dish style. So I, we lived in Chicago for about four years right after we got married. And we were able to go downtown quite a few times. And there's two restaurants that I remember trying downtown Chicago that were recommended to us. I'm sure there's others. But these are the two that jumped out at me. is Giordano's and Gino's East. Very similar names, of course. but And they both made deep dish style pizza. What is that noise? <laughs> it's he's like digging through wrappers. Are you like swimming in wrappers? What I think doing? it's just when I talk. He's like, this will be fun. <laughs> um, like, what do you? Oh, I got. Um, are you opening got... Christmas presents? Let me see it. Uh, no. Oh well. Clothes. Like what a is shirt. Underwear. Sweater. Oh, what shirt is it? It's Jin Sakai. Oh, it's the uh, Hot Topic shirts you ordered. Yeah, I got Jin Sakai and I got The Witcher. Nice. It sounds like you're digging through Halloween candy. Like and it sounds like you're doing it right in front of the microphone. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, I'll have to say really the deep dish style. Derek, you are completely right. The, the description or the image that your brother sent, that's what it is. It's these really, they're really tall pieces of pizza that you almost have to use a knife and fork to eat because mm. they're, they're just, they're, I mean, deep. it's real deep dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like each piece almost feels like I don't know if you like chicken pot pie, but when you eat one slice yeah, yeah. of chicken pot pie, you're really full already. You're like, I oh, yeah. kind of thought I could eat more, but now I'm, it's filling me up real fast. Yeah. This pizza's the same way. You fill up on it so quickly. Um, anyway, it's so, so good. I thought both those places were fantastic. They, one of them, I think, uses corn flour for the dough, and the other one uses wheat. I don't remember. I don't remember. They, they use different ingredients, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like the base thing that everyone argues which is better and i'm the guy in the middle who's like they're both great you know (laughs) but so progressive tim really really good as far as chain places i mean domino's and little caesars are fine there's usually deals at those places which is why we go there but if i had my choice for a chain place i usually go papa john's out of all the chain places i think papa john's is good you have um papa gino's because that as far as chains go i think is the best i don't know if we have papa gino's i'll look it up Maybe they're more common here out on the East Coast, but um, as far as like, because Pizza Huts like are basically almost non-existent around where I live anymore. They used to be one in um, Stoughton, which is like near Brockton, um, okay. but like that was years ago. Like I haven't had Pizza Hut in in quite a while, but uh, Papa Gino's is is pretty solid as far as chains go. It looks like there were a few Papa Gino's in town here, and they're both closed. There was two of them. They're both closed. Ah. Well, you know, the pandemic, Tim. That'll taking, do it. Taking away mediocre pizza. <laughs> that will do it. Yeah, I think Papa John's is good. They have good sauce. Mm-hmm. I really like the sauce that they, they use. It's not, again, it's not like they are the be-all, end-all, but I just think it's always quality. I've never ordered Papa John's and been like, oh, this isn't this isn't good today. Like, it's always good. Mm. It's always good. I have had both Domino's and Little Caesars when I was like... Did they forget something? <laughs> like it just doesn't taste right. <laughs> to add flavor. <laughs> I ordered now, like um from Domino's, I ordered like I was craving like buffalo chicken, so I ordered a buffalo chicken pizza. And they only had grilled chicken. Ugh. And they put bacon on it. So I'm fine with grilled chicken if you put bacon on it. Yeah. But yeah, the the, the chicken yeah. was like dried out. They didn't have any barely any sauce, any cheese. It was the worst pizza. That's because they buy it freeze-dried yes it's gross put it on the oven yeah yeah i can attest to that having worked in a pizza place um that's exactly what they do unacceptable yeah 
Absolutely. I need you. I need you flipping the pizza around, you know. So I actually did have a chance to travel to Italy with my dad when I graduated high school and had mm. a couple of different um, opportunities while we, we were there for like two weeks, maybe before we moved on to a different. We did a bunch of different countries. It was really fun. Anyway, we were in Italy for a while and had pizza in Rome, which was fine. Like we were really worked up. Like finally Italian pizza, and it was like oh. This is okay. It's very dry. They don't use a lot of sauce. Okay. It's just a different style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think they knew the tourists were going to be there. So, like, they tried to Americanize it a, quite mm. a bit, you know, with different toppings that they wouldn't normally use, whatever else. So, it was fine. It wasn't until we got to a couple of smaller towns that were up in northern part of Italy that we got pizza that I didn't recognize as pizza. But it was still delicious. There was almost okay. pretty much no sauce involved, but the dough was delicious and they melt yeah. cheese on it. And they had dipping options, all these different dipping sauces. So mm. I don't know if that's normal, but that's what we had. And I thought that was great, yeah. although it didn't feel like pizza. It felt more like, you know, breadsticks or just yeah. really cool pastries that you could dip in different sauces. That's, that's interesting. Cool. I wonder why they don't do too much sauce. Or like, I like it to be balanced. I think I don't we've like... Americanized it a bit, mm. Interesting. to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I did have a bad pizza experience I was going to tell you about. It was right near my old job. And we got, they were trying to, it was just opening. So they sent all the local businesses, like for their staff, you know, for the next month, you get 50% off your first order or whatever. It was some kind of big deal. So I was like, all right, sweet. I'll order from this place. And I'm trying to remember what it was called so I can bad They're closed them. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people like them. So it's like, yeah. the, it's the kind of place where you really overpay for it and you don't get a ton of food. Mm. And the dough it was like charcoal dough was their one of their notable things so it's like the dough's black or at least it's really dark gray mm. um which was cool like it was just aesthetically different it still tasted like pizza dough but it was one of those things where if the pizza is i think we got a large so it was like a 14 inch pizza and then there was probably two or three inches of dough before you get to any kind of sauce or cheese it's like it was spaced out, like all the good stuff was concentrated on this small space in the middle. And that was really disappointing. Cause I was like, this is kind of like just holding this real dry, flaky dough. And then there's a yeah. little bit of flavoring on one half of it. I don't that's, know. That's I, weird. Oh, it's called basil and barley. Yeah. Like you don't need to, you don't need to fancy that up. You know, don't, don't try to reinvent the wheel, you know? You know what's bad around, you, right? So that works. You, yeah, you get fancy pizza from someplace. We only got it there because it was discounted. And then as soon as you start eating it, you're like, I wish this was Domino's. You know it's bad pizza at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's bad pizza. All yeah. right. Well, enough pizza talk. My word, I'm hungry now. I'm going to order pizza while we talk, I think. Teenage um, <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. I do pizza. love some good pizza, though. Uh, by the way, what's your drink of choice when you're having pizza? Not beer. <laughs> no. No, well, I don't drink beer, or I don't drink alcohol, but um, I don't know. Uh, soda. I like black cherry. I like a black cherry cola. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's good. Derek, what about you? What's that? What's your drink of choice with pizza? Um, probably Coke Zero. Yeah, I do like a good Coke. Depends on the kind of pizza I'm having. If it's, cause I do like a, I do like a beer with pizza as well, just like mm. with burgers, but. I don't know. Depends on. I guess it depends on how much savory is going on the plate. Am I also having chips? If it's a burger, am I having fries? Then I might want a sweet drink as well, opposed to a beer. Because then it's just the burger all talk, sweet. and you need fries with the burger. So I know, I know. 
Pe- fries with pizza is good too, though, guys. Okay, don't count it out. It is. It is. Fries with yes. pizza is good too. But then that's less pizza potentially that you're eating. You know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we are hungry, and hopefully anyone who's listening is also feeling hungry. Uh, that's just the way it is. Sorry about that. Uh, there are a few headlines I thought we could we could cover uh, from this past week and get your guys' thoughts on just a couple things that have happened, and then we can talk about maybe a few things that you've been playing. Um, or maybe that you're excited about playing here in the near future. Hang on one second. I lost my notes on my phone. Okay. <clears throat> so we'll start off with Xbox. Derek, I'm curious what you think about this, or maybe you don't care because you already own a lot of these. Uh, but th- we did just get an announcement from Microsoft that a wave of sports games is arriving. They should be there now on Game Pass, uh, thanks to their partnership with EA Play. But we'll get Madden 21, NBA 2K 21, NHL 21, Football Manager 21, and Star Wars Squadrons randomly. So a bunch of sports games and then Star Wars all come into to Game Pass. Does that do anything for you, or did you already kind of own the ones there that you were interested in? Sorry, my daughter got injured. I'll I'll, I'll answer in a second. Go uh, to Dan. Oh. Is she okay? Do you need to go? No, no, she's all right. Okay. Go. Um, well, I don't really play sports games, but <laughs> I mean, I um, in the past if you I've... did, which one would you play? <laughs> you got Madden, NBA, NHL, and Football Manager, which I think is a soccer. Probably definitely uh, NHL. I, I actually have occasionally played hockey over the years. Um, those are pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then like certainly soccer, um, you know, or football, as I call in my homeland. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I would definitely do NHL. NHL is uh, pretty fun. So. I think right, I would still do Madden. Sorry, she was, I was just. Talking. Is everything cool? Yeah, she she's cleaning up her room, and I guess she tripped and fell in glass. But it's not like she's okay. not bleeding everywhere. All right. Well, if you need to go, just, just go ahead. Um, but Game Pass is getting a bunch of sports games: Madden, NBA 2K, NHL, all the 21 versions of all, like all the latest versions of all these franchises, mm-hmm. and then Star Wars Squadrons. Does that do anything for you, or since you already usually buy the sports games you want, you don't care? Or, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, the only one I bought this year was NHL 21, um, okay. and I bought it on sale. I don't play sports games unless i'm in the mood i did oh i'm sorry i did buy fifa 21 when i found that cheaper on cd keys yeah that one i played a lot of because that's the sport i mean i watch a lot of sports now but the sport that got me back into watching sports because i really wasn't watching sports was soccer so i actually bought fifa 21 because i was like man i want to i want to i want to play on the pitch since i'm watching it every five seconds um, it, it doesn't excite me because I don't care about sports games as much, probably because we have so many games now. Like when I was younger, all I played was sports games, like Twisted Metal, Mortal Kombat and sports games. So I bought yeah. all NHL, NBA, NFL, college, college basketball, college football, all that. And that's what I would sink tons and tons of hours in. Now, I do think if NCAA football comes out and NCAA basketball ever makes its way back, I do think those are the two exceptions where I would pour a ton of hours in because it's just something different about college over professional sports. I agree. But I don't sink a lot of time in the sports, not just because it it feels like same-z. Because the only thing I play now is like when I bought NHL, 
I played, um, they, the reason I bought it is because they finally did kind of like a story, um, part of the game, which they'd done in all the other sports, but they hadn't really dove into it in NHL. And in NHL 21, they apparently did a pretty good job. It's still lacking compared to all the other ones. You can tell, like, their budget for, like, NFL and NBA and anything, like, main is double to triple whatever they give NHL. They're like, they just throw crumbs at NHL and they're like, make a good game. Um, Because they don't have nearly anything their presentation graphics uh voice acting nothing is as good as fifa that was what i was trying to think of fifa mad yeah. all those you can tell they put more money into those into the production of those games um but anyways that's why i bought it and didn't I they include class bit. the classic 94 like one of the fan favorites yeah. Didn't they include that with yeah. anyone that's, that's cool the deal i bought it was like $30, and I got NHL 21 with NHL 94. Yeah, which, which I, I remember play. I remember playing that back on my friend Sega, and then a little bit more on the Super Nintendo. That's fun. I like which that is game. pretty cool that they give you NHL 94, but you're, you're playing the 94 version of the game with current rosters. Oh, okay. I probably cool. couldn't name one hockey player. Well, Ovechkin, is he still playing? He is. <laughs> All right, there's one. I know one. <laughs> He's pretty darn good still. Yeah, uh, and then Star Wars Squadrons is a is a really cool addition as well because I know a lot of people probably didn't dive in on that one. Um, so that is a, that's a cool addition. It's, yeah, it's a fun game. It's fun as we talked about a lot over the last couple months. It is a fun game. I'm actually glad I held off because I was trying to find a deal for it, and the lowest I could find was twenty four dollars, which isn't bad when you guys were talking about it. But mm-hmm. knowing that I could have bought it from. Um, What's the stupid store? Epic. Epic. Yeah. I could have gotten it for fourteen with my certificate and chose not yep. to do it. I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna buy it because I was like, nope. You think you could have gotten it? For Once 14? you see that low price, you yeah, don't I'm not pay paying twenty four <laughs> for it. So now that I'm gonna get to be able to play it for free, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. So cool. Well, Dan, let's talk a little Sony. Um, sure. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the seven remake news that um, we didn't quite get to, or maybe there's been more that's come out. So we'll talk about that in a second. Sony did talk about some VR games, and it's funny. We just talked about VR last week, and I asked you guys, you know, what your interest level is. And, you know, Derek, you talked about owning the the Quest, I think you own. And, you know, you had the PSVR, but it was like kind of a flash in the pan, and then you lost interest. Low, Low budget. Um. But we we did hear that they're creating their next gen VR, which is interesting that they're doing that. I'm not saying it's great or horrible or anywhere in between. I'm just it's interesting that Sony's not giving up on it yet. Yeah. Um, for VR fans, and I I consider myself a very casual VR fan. I had fun when I I was into VR for a few weeks there when I first got it, and then since then it's just been kind of like a oh you want to see a game of VR? Yeah, I'll set it up and I'll let you play Beat Saber or whatever. That's fun. But otherwise, I haven't really used it um but they did announce a few games some some of them do look interesting i watched the trailers for these uh, doom 3 in vr mm. and it's going to include all the doom 3 dlc so that's going to be coming out i think it comes out this month or was it may it was either march or may 
Um, maybe it's April. Who knows? It's coming out soon. Um, Song in the Smoke. These are the guys who made Galaxy. If you remember that game that was on PS Plus way back in the day. Pretty Sounds fun familiar. little game. Yeah, pretty fun little game. Um, they made this first-person survival game called Song in the Smoke. It looks interesting, but doing it all in VR, again, I, I don't see myself doing a long play session yeah. in VR. But maybe. Who knows? Uh, Fract is a free-running... It's a weird combination. It's very creative. Free-running, skiing, climbing, and shooting. It's a whole bunch of different stuff happening. And um, that one looks kind of like an interesting action game in VR. Uh, I expect you to die too. The Spy and the Liar. I don't know much about this, but I know it's a obviously it's a sequel to one that came out like five years ago. Uh, a game called Zenith. That is the MMO VR game. Now that sounds like if VR, like if you get nauseous with VR, that's not something you're gonna want to play. Yeah, that's <laughs> if it's be, an MMO. Yeah, MMOs are in just by the very nature of what they are. They're meant to be. Hey, spend not just dozens of hours. Spend days playing this. Oh game. yeah. So, and so that's an interesting yeah. one. Uh, yeah. And then after the fall, which looked kind of cool, it was kind of a zombie, zombie esque, you know, post apocalyptic world set in the eighties. People love setting things in the eighties. That could be cool. So, yeah. So again, some interesting software that's coming out for VR. VR is not dead by any stretch. It's just, I don't know. I'm not sure what, what uh, those of us who are pretty hardcore gamers that like to sit in front of a screen and hold a controller and do the normal gaming yeah. experience. How, how are we supposed to experience VR right now? For me, it's like a, it's a luxury that's kind of fun to show yeah. off every once in a while. Or hey, let's all play Astrobot or Be- Beat Saber or something. Otherwise, I don't doesn't doesn't get a lot of use. Like I said, like I had said last time, it's it's the technology still in its sort of infantile stages, you know. So once once it can kind of get to a, a point where the visuals are a little more crisp. Right and and things run decently and they figure out movement in like the most efficient way they can. Then yep. I think I think it'll be more popular and maybe a little more mainstream. So well, now that my son has read Ready Player One and watched the movie, he's like, when VR can do all that stuff, I'm in. <laughs> he's yep. There you go. He's gonna jack himself in. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I want I think the problem with why I'm not into VR, I think it's more like, for instance, the PSVR. Yeah, it was. For most part, most games were pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, but it was the setup. Like, I didn't like the fact that I had to choose between HDR on my PS4 Pro or having my VR set up. Yeah. Because if you set up the VR, VR on your PS4, it eliminated, like, your HDR. Unless you bought some other part or something like that. Plus, it had, like, 97 cables. In fact, honestly, I still own it, but I have no idea if I could even hook it up because <laughs> I don't even know if I still have everything. I'm sure. I something... just packed it all away when I got the PS5. It's all yeah. it's all in the box now. So. Yeah, and and it's worth nothing. Like if you try to sell it, nobody cares about it. But um, it's fair. But that that was the PSVRs. That's how I felt about that. The reason I bought the Quest is I got a decent deal on it. And the selling point was no wires. And, and that is really cool. But a lot of the experiences on the Quest are pretty lame. I'm talking about, like, the type of experiences I want. They're your um, ones that people talk about, like, if you want to play the Star Wars, the little small Star Wars game that comes with it, like the chapters and stuff like that. 
it's not a full-fledged game. It's just a gimmick is how I look at it. Um, if you want to play gimmicks, yeah, they're, it's wireless. You want to play like a real like RPG or if you want to play Half-Life, something like that, you have to be connected to your PC because you have to run it through Steam or something like that. And that's a pain in the butt, too. There is ways to do it. There are workarounds, and I've tried it. But it wouldn't, like I tried to, I have Hellblade VR. I have it on PC. I didn't buy it. It came with, I don't know, a humble bundle or something like that. So I have Hellblade and VR. So I try to run it through that. It would boot up the game and it just stayed black. And I'm like, this is so annoying. So point is, is once it gets to a place where you can own one headset that can run all games on all platforms with no wires and at pretty decent graphics and frames per second. That's when I'll be more interested. And going back to what I said, I think last week or whenever we talked about this subject, once it's also where they start realizing we can make these VR experiences great while using a regular controller too. Mm. Yeah. When we get that, that's when you'll see me go, I, I want VR. Yeah, I think uh, Sony's trying to get there, right, with their new one. They want to develop a controller for you. But Yeah, yeah. yeah they're trying to, they're trying to uh, incorporate the DualSense technology, they were saying, into it. Which, by the way, one of my new controllers already has horrible drift. On the oh, DualSense. no. Terrible. You got yeah. drifted? I got drifted. We were watching... We bought that uh, premiere access to that new Disney movie tonight to watch as a family. The Raja? Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good movie, by the way. We really enjoyed it. How we much was it? It. Uh, it? was 30 bucks to get access 30? to yeah. it. Yeah. Jeez. So, Do you own it, or is it just access? We just have access to it. I'm not sure. It doesn't give me a timer, so I wonder if I, we just have access on Disney Plus now. I'm not sure if it's forever. I know it's coming to Disney Plus in June, so if people aren't in a hurry. But the bottom line is our kids saw the ad for it. They wanted to go to the movie theater. And we did the math on it. It was going to run us about 150 bucks for all of us to get to the movie theater, get the snacks, yeah. pay, pay a babysitter. It was going to run us easily over 150 bucks, or we spend 30 and watch it at home. So yeah, I think that works. Uh, so I was watching on the PS5, and then it's actually a really hilariously intense moment towards the end of the movie, and all of a sudden it kind of locked up. But then you know you can kind of scrub forward and backwards on the little timeline of the whatever you're watching uh-huh. it was it was going by itself all the way back and then i got the controller and i kind of moved it to the right and went back to the right and i let go and it kept going all the way back oh jesus i just bought this thing i barely used it you should anyway, be able to take that back i hope so i hope so so uh unless there's something crazy with the disney app on ps5 the disney app is like listen disney you have like billions on billions on (laughs) billions of dollars get your s-h-i-t together oh yeah now you're gonna listen to yourself yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) well you know i'm talking about disney so i shouldn't be swearing with disney (laughs) or they'll just destroy this podcast they'll just they'll just melt it um but like cancel culture they have so much money like develop better technology like yeah. i don't know what it is with disney and i like the the interface is good i'm enjoying the content yeah, no, but not by just, the way um, it but just it is not reliable yeah it's not reliable it doesn't function smoothly like but i'll tell you what when i was having those issues and i couldn't get i tried to switch to my other controller and something with the app was locking up because of everything my controller was trying to do yeah. so i just turned off the ps5 fired up the old reliable xbox one x and it ran it like a dream no problems. It ain't broke. Anyway, don't fix it. 
Anyway, anyway, I know we kind of got sidetracked there. Good movie. I do recommend it uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen it. So, Dan, tell me about the seven remake stuff that we failed to expand on, or maybe they've added to since then. Yeah, they um, they gave a, a bit more uh, insight on just uh, some details. So I was um, I just wanted to pull those up because they weren't being they weren't being super specific. Obviously, they had dropped the trailer. Everyone saw the trailer. It's like, oh my god. And, and there's all, kind of, all kinds of clar- clarifying questions that folks have, and I think are good questions. Like, if I own it here, what version will I have right. over there? And is the integrate content free? Is that pay? So right, there was right. a lot of questions floating around about it. Yeah. Um, so actually, right now for the month of March, uh, Seven Remake is free on PlayStation Plus. So that's on cool. Both PS4 and Five, right? No. So for PS4, so it's the PlayStation Four version, but you can play it on your PS5. You could play it on your PS5, okay. but it's the PS4 version. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So that version cannot upgrade for free to the PlayStation 5 version. How do you upgrade it? You have to just buy it. I mean, I would think so. Either you buy like the nor I don't know if it's going to have like a separate SKU, so to speak, in the PlayStation. So like if you were buying it digitally, yeah, which some kind of special edition or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, essentially that version doesn't upgrade for free. And I mean, you know, you can have your opinions on it, whatever. It's like Square's going to want money somewhere, I guess. If they're giving you the game for free, but then you're upgrading for free. And then if you got the Yuffie DLC for free, it's like, well, where are they making money, you know? So, yeah. Um, but if you have the PS4 version, like the disc or digital version now, the upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version is free. So okay. all of our versions, all of us, the three of us, the versions we have will upgrade to because PlayStation Because we already 5 actually bought the game. It's just PS yes. Plus. Okay, got it. Yes. Got now, it. say you don't know the game at all, and then when on... So June 10th is when Integrade comes out, um, and the Yuffie DLC also on that same day. Um, say you don't know the game right now at all, and you buy it on the PlayStation 5, um, the Yuffie DLC is supposed to be like on the disc, or I guess if you're downloading it, just kind of bundled together. It's all just included. Okay. Um, but so if, if you just flat out buy the PS5 version on June 10th, you'll get the new content and yes. everything. But yeah, we'll have to sense. pay. We'll have to pay separately for the UV DLC. We will, so, yeah, because yeah, we already so, own it. Exactly. Um, so they've said uh, they haven't said the amount of hours, but it'll be a couple of chapters long. Um, some of the chapters in the game are longer than others, but I'm gonna guess around ten-ish hours, which is more oh. than I was expecting, to be honest. I'm gonna guess gonna it's around three, ten hours. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking initially, but there's there's some decently long chapters in the game. Um, yeah, there are yeah. more than others. So I, I think I'm thinking it'll be around 10 ish hours. I could yeah. be wrong, but that's what I that's what I'm thinking. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, just a little synopsis. The story of Yuffie episode will take place over the course of two chapters after the Mako Reactor 5 explodes, which I mentioned last time, um, in enemy territory of Midgar. The new Wutai government and Avalanche HQ seek to take advantage of their resulting chaos. Uh, under the secret orders of the government, Wutai Ninja Yuffie and her operative partner, Sonon Kusakabe, infiltrate Midgar with the aim of stealing the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Uh, if she manages this, she'll be able to save her hometown, which is currently in disgrace following defeat during the war against Shinra. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember in the original, the whole thing with Yuffie, when you go when you got to Wutai, she like was like not speaking to her dad because kind of like it became yeah, a tourist right. tourist area because like Wutai lost the war, so like they basically were 
yeah, it just the, the, the town became a shadow of its former self. And that, uh, you know, Yuffie did not like that. So there was kind of that whole story. Isn't um, it possible to not get Yuffie in the original game? Right. So Yuffie and Vincent on the original game were completely optional. That's what so I thought. So you could okay. you could finish the game and not have either one of them in your party. Yeah. Um, I I think clearly that's not going to be the case with remake. I think yeah. they're definitely well, going to have them just be in there. And I wouldn't recommend that. Both of their stories and characters are very cool. But exactly. Um, but I think for sure, like, and especially with this DLC, like, it's very obvious that they're gonna they're just gonna be part of the game. Like, they're not yeah. gonna be optional. So nice um but yeah um the only thing i think i had mentioned last time those those soldiers that come running in that kind of have glowy suits you know that seems to be attached to dirge of cerberus so that's a little concerning but we'll see um there's the guy with the silver hair that flashes for like a couple seconds at the end of the trailer i didn't even mention that last time because i didn't actually know who he was yeah he said some line about time to get going or whatever it is that he it's says. Uh, time for the hunt to begin yeah hunt to begin yeah so yeah. his name is weiss and he's from dirge of cerberus which obviously I didn't remember because I've only played that game once. I, I didn't even finish it. <laughs> um, but he's a character from that game. Dan, let's um, pause and talk about your feelings on Dirge of Cerberus. I think you really need to air some grievances here. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be honest, I'd almost want to replay it just to make sure that, like, for sure I don't like it because, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a low point for that whole compilation. So Yeah, you want to make sure you weren't just being a Derek, you know? Right. Well, it's the same yeah. with, like, it's the same with, like, Final Fantasy Thirteen, like, you know, bust jesse's chops about final fantasy 13 but like i would love to replay that whole trilogy there just to kind of remind myself refresh um so i think similar to that but um yeah so you know cool that that you know it's going to be added in there um and i think it'll expand on the game people are annoyed that oh the other thing so this dlc is only going to be on ps5 you cannot play it on the ps4 so it's yeah that that's probably the biggest to me outside of paying extra i kind of get some of those pieces like you're mentioning that's probably the biggest one. When I, I think last week we talked about it a little bit, where like I understand it from like maybe there's some technical things we're not aware of, and it's just easier to make one yeah. version of it for one console. But I do also empathize. Like that kind of sucks. Like it's hard it to sucks. get a PS5. It's hard to get a PS5 still, and it will be for a while. And if you're a major Final Fantasy VII fan, this would be a reason to get one. I guess starting to sad. get a little bit easier to get them. Yeah, yeah. And I think by June. Yeah. More, I mean, I think you're right. Yeah, like yeah. so, seven is my favorite game, right? So if I didn't have a PS5 right now, like, would I be annoyed? Yes, but would I be like on the internet being like, I'm, you know, F Square and no, because like it's no, because you would buy one for eight hundred on eBay. You're fine. No, <laughs> I, I gotta be reasonable, Tim. I gotta, you know, I can't let them win. Um, <laughs> if I yeah, didn't no. get one at launch, I would have paid more. I know me. Yeah. That's my personality. I would have yeah. had to have it right away, well, even though you barely have used it, right? Yeah, you know, that's probably not I mean, fair I, to say. I beat, I beat Spider-Man Miles. or Miles Morales and then played Godfall. And I played a lot of Assassin's Creed on it, but after I got my PC, PS5 was deuces. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> obviously you don't apply towards this group of people that are angry about this, but PC I mean, Asterisk. the bottom line is like, I... I I don't want these developers to be focusing on previous gen figuring out like look what happened with Halo Infinite for example like we don't want that just focus on the new thing and like just keep keep moving forward like we got to get part 2 out you know let's not 
let's not lollygag. Let's let's just kind of get the ball rolling. I, you know? I don't think it's the biggest issue in the world because Seven Remake yeah. is a full and complete game that you can still experience on that console, and they've just decided to continue the story on a new platform. It's just exactly. the way it is. Um. So. But uh, and then just two things real quick. I don't know if you guys remember they uh, Square had um, trademarked uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis and First Soldier. Does that sound familiar at all? I think you told us about that. Yes. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, they showed trailers. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Hold on. I started the trailer. I wanted to actually go over it with you guys before we started the show, but then we had a different discussion. So First Soldier is a Final Fantasy VII uh, battle royale pass next game <laughs> oh and and it's only on mobile huh? oh my god huh? pass Anybody? i can't pass hard enough oh okay all right but i mean tim how how are you gonna know who's the first soldier dude i care so little about that and i also i felt the same way when i saw them announce the star wars free to play i'm assuming battle royale style game the hunters i was just like nope hard mm-hmm. nope don't i don't know i just don't care about those kind of games man so that's I mean, to be honest, like if Square like really put in full effort there, like that could work on consoles. Like get to Fort, uh, maybe Fortnite. I mean, like there's some crazy intense fans of Final Fantasy, sure. so I think that could work to an extent. But like it's on mobile, it looks terrible, like visually, <laughs> um, and it just, I just, yeah, no. It's what's yeah. the other one? Uh, the other one's actually kind of interesting. So also for mobile, unfortunately, but I, I think, I think it'll release on the Switch eventually. Um, so Ever Crisis is, um, do you remember what they did with Final Fantasy 15? They had that like pocket edition. Yeah. They're doing that with seven. Oh, but not was pocket not edition. Just, the full game experience is just look different. I yeah. think, I think so. Like it I was, okay. Um, I don't, I wasn't sure if it the was combat like combat worked the same and everything. It just looked, that's what well, I wasn't. It changed. I think they changed stuff, but I think like the full story experience was there. Oh, okay, that's cool. Well, that's basically what they're doing with um yeah. So it's it's basically kind of like they all look chibi and like small, um. But then when they're fighting, it actually looks like Seven Remake, mm. which is interesting. So it's kind of hearkening back to the original. How like you know the characters look kind of world versus fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they look different. So that's cool. But it's not just Seven; it's the whole compilation, Tim. Oh. So they're going to do that, but they're doing it with Advent Children, which is the Final Fantasy VII movie. They're doing it with Dirge of Cerberus. They're doing it with um, uh, uh, Crisis Core. They're doing it with, um, shoot, what the hell is the other one? The one that was only on phones. I forget what it is now. I'm drawing a blank. It's a but... seven-specific one? Yes. Oh, um, I remember that one. Well, it was. It only came out in Japan. It actually never ended up here. Oh. But I'm just scrubbing through. Before Crisis, there we go, thank you. Uh, Before Crisis, which is actually a game that came out on phones a long time ago. It only came out on Japan, I believe. Um, it centers around the Turks, so it gives you some backstory on the Turks. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is Ever Crisis, is the new one. Yes. And it's going to tell the whole... The whole, whole compilation, seven in chapters. Story. Yeah. yeah, in That's chapters. Cool. Yeah. Are those both out now? No. No, so Ever Crisis 2022... Oh jeez! And then okay. the uh, the super cool, just very fun battle royale game, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'll forget about both of those after we're done talking <laughs> tonight. So yeah, so Ever Crisis does seem actually kind of interesting, but that will be yeah. a while because it's breaking up into chapters, and also they're doing all of the whole thing. So, yeah. but yeah, the 
for a soldier. I could, I could see one or both of those hitting the Switch. The Switch has no more. I mean, Nintendo has no more standards. They just let everything on there. So yes, if you look through the eShop, you will see they have. I mean, some of the stuff looks like a little kid used Microsoft Paint to make Tim, the art on, for it. Uh, there's, uh, you know what? Yeah, just get, there's something on the PlayStation Store that just came out, and it's like literally only fifty cents. Let me see if I can. I mean, all the stores are guilty of this, but Nintendo looks the worst because they, they seemingly feature them equivalent with some of the big actual games that's what's crazy to me or maybe not feature but like they're at the top of the list if they're recently released with playstation and xbox you have to dig a little bit deeper to find the real garbage um and with nintendo they just let it sit right at the top well like when you go into the store it's just if you go to the like latest Mm -hmm. section and it just shows it kind of in order of like newest to oldest yeah like you're just gonna see you're gonna see some hot garbage yeah uh, I, wish I, I wish i knew the specific one it's not it's not coming some of up. them look like uh you know baby's first game at a developer school or something you know yeah uh it is what it is hey speaking of nintendo um the rumors are getting stronger the rumors are getting stronger this year and now that we've got this bloomberg report uh, in addition to some of the stuff that uh, apparently a quote-unquote reliable data miner has found, but we've talked about this before. How many data miners have there been? So many data miners. <laughs> uh, but this Bloomberg report's interesting, and now IGN, GameSpot, all the big names in video games journalism, uh, they're all talking about it now. And that's Nintendo is rumored, very heavily rumored, to reveal a new Switch with an OLED and 4K output this year. That's what they're saying. So they're saying that the rumor is that the dock itself will house the chip that allows it to display in 4K. Been hearing and that for a while. And handheld mode will still be 720, possibly 1080. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, Derek. You and I especially have talked about this a lot, where it's like, that's actually fine in handheld mode. I don't need 4K on a little screen. That would be a ridiculous device uh, if it's 4 I mean, if they can figure it out in the future, great. But for now, 720, 1080 looks fine yeah. on that little screen. Um but being able to do 4K, and obviously they're going to need more power to be able to run games just to keep up with the end of last gen. If they want to keep up with the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro, they need to beef up the the ability to process stuff in this, sure do. In this uh, apparently new Switch that's supposed to be revealed this year, probably releasing next year. That's the thought. So. Which is so weird because um, I forget the president of Nintendo at the moment, but I swear there was like an interview or something like last year where he said like, I mean, obviously they're not going to be like, yeah, no, for sure. It's going to like, they're going to want to say it's coming out when they want to say it. Right. Right. Not when people are speculating, but like he, he was like, yeah, the switch, regular switch, like five more years, like yeah. something along the lines obviously, of that. Obviously like, none of this is official. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it doesn't yeah, surprise I, me. Um, I think we all knew that Nintendo's gonna, every, all these companies are always working on their next level tech of some yeah. sort controllers hardware vr whatever it is they're working on um nintendo's probably coming up with some new way to create stuff out of cheese or whatever because the cardboard thing didn't work i have no idea what they're doing next but they especially Um, do need to kind of close the gap a little bit they don't they don't need to be on par with ps5 and series x but they need to close the gap a bit because it's it's notable i mean yeah uh, some of these developers and publishers are doing their best like I, th- I still think ubisoft's team is doing the best they can to make something like immortals work across all platforms yeah. but i have seen it running on both uh all the way up to a high end or at least okay a, mi- a mid mid high pc down to a switch and it's very noticeable you know even just yeah. playing on xbox one x looks remarkably better 
than the Switch. I mean, it looks like a different generation. That's because it is a different gen of, of yeah. tech. So I would love for Nintendo to catch up a little bit, and then maybe that's when we finally get the direct that we all deserve, where they reveal some direct, of the big games they've been working on. The direct on. that you deserve, Tim. Thank you. So you don't have to be mad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, thankfully, I got my PC, so I'm not mad. I'm quite happy with my gaming at the moment. I just wish Nintendo would do more. But mm. Hey, speaking of my PC, uh, then it's still, of course, playing a ton of Valheim. I can't stop playing this game. I'm oh, yeah. so addicted to it. Um, but they're up over 5 million now. I think even Oof. if people don't enjoy the game, you have to at least pause and acknowledge that ridiculous success. I think it's just now hit its one-month birthday as far as being released in in early access and they're over five million in sales just for some context like some of the biggest console exclusives on sony and xbox would love to hit five million oh yeah and we think of them as like their mega hits and they are the critical darlings and they win game of the year they don't always get anywhere they don't sniff five million they don't get close that's just the way it is now nintendo some of their first party stuff easily passes five million some of it but not all of it um and so anyway that's a big deal and um i'm looking forward to what iron gate's gonna do with all that cash flow because i was reading through their their roadmap for 2021 of course as someone who is just full-on addicted to the game i'm really interested in what they're going to do next i want to see like what else are they going to add because if this is early access where are we going and i think you talked about this dan where there's five biomes and bosses right now but the plan is for the full game to have nine and so they're going to be one of the roadmap pieces in 2021 is to add that new biome and boss. But nice. I wonder if they're going to ramp that up and be yeah, able yeah, yeah. for staff to build the game quicker. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they did say that right now, they because there's so many players all happening at once, they've uncovered way more bugs than they would have with a much smaller group playing it. Sure. Uh, everything from multiplayer issues and all kinds of stuff. And so they are right now in bug squashing mode. So they're not, Dude, they're, I... they're not worried about trying to roll out the new content right now they just want to be proud of the early access thing and i'm, I'm reading that going you should be proud of it man this game is fantastic yeah. even with the bugs well like i mean so my steam account says i've played about 18 19 hours of that game mm. um i don't think i've seen a, a single bug tim like at all <laughs> other than like the game freezing for a couple of seconds here and there like yeah. Like yeah. I get a couple it, frame rate dips every once in a while. Yeah, but like yeah. nothing's like in when you're in the game, nothing's like broken. Yeah, like it I've works. Only had, super I've well. only had one issue because I've I've heard about a bunch of issues like okay, you know, your gravestone disappearing randomly when you try to oh, run okay. back to it, like like stuff that would be pretty upsetting, you know, if you're playing and you want yeah, your yeah, stuff yeah. back. Um, the one that I had happened to me recently, and thankfully it wasn't a big deal. I was able to figure it out, but. My I had I had parked my boat nearby the swamp mm. area that I was exploring. I was way far away from home, and I had a bunch of really valuable stuff in the boat. Uh, All of a sudden, I heard a big crash, and I look over, and the boat's just gone. Uh, um, so the boat, for some reason, the game read that it took damage, even though it didn't. It was fine okay. it was just sitting there, so it just exploded. But all the materials for the boat and the stuff that was in there was floating in the water. So I just gathered it all up. Okay. built a workbench and rebuilt my boat no problem <laughs> um it was just weird like that's the one thing that i've had happen otherwise only times i've seen any bugs is when you look online you know some guy goes to start mining something and he as soon as he hits with the mine it casts him way up into like the atmosphere uh, he comes falling back <laughs> but that's just fun that's just fun that's, that's just good fun yeah, but that's just fun yeah i i love the stuff they're doing the first thing they're going to do is they're going to add hearth and home which is you can really upgrade more with what you can build okay um 
and I, I'm really enjoying as someone who's never gotten into Minecraft or the building parts of Fortnite, whatever else, this building, because I've tried Minecraft. I played with my kids. I tried on my own. It just I didn't quite do it for me. Combination of visuals, yeah, yeah. setting. I just it just wasn't doing it for me. But this has a really fun. I almost feel like the building is kind of like a puzzle game in and of itself, trying to yeah, build yeah. stuff. It sure so, is. Um, and I'm also right now I'm trying to find the right spot to really set up like my quote unquote official like I want to find a good location to really set up like all right here's where I'm going to move all my stuff yeah and I'm going to have a fort and I'm going to have a whole room that's just full of portals because I'm not going to build a fort anywhere else I'm just going to build little portal locations all around. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about that stuff but uh, anyway hearth and home adds a ton of building stuff uh, the cult of the wolf they didn't really detail what that is a lot of folks think that's going to have to do with um, maybe some NPCs or quest lines or maybe some kind of so, additional enemy group. What do you, what, what, did you hear something about it? No. Well, so for me, like with Minecraft, for example, yeah, like my whole thing with survival games is like, and like with Minecraft, like I'm building things. That's cool. But like, what's, what's like, what am I working towards? Or like, it's just, there's nothing around me. There's no one for me to talk to. There's no one to sort of like make the world feel alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just literally you in Minecraft, just like, and then like you build some stuff and you're like, cool, but there's nothing around besides enemies to fight. Like if, if in this game they can kind of make it so like maybe you could recruit people, like if you could build a whole town and then like build like a blacksmith. And populate it. Right. Yeah, like build a, mm -hmm. a blacksmith shop and then like actually find a blacksmith and like have him come into the town and like actually work there and like you talk to him and stuff. That would be super cool too. That would be cool because the only NPC I'm aware of is the trader and I did find him and I set up a portal right beside him so oh, okay. I can regularly go back and sell my stuff to him. But he's got like seven items for sale and once you buy them all, there's really no reason to go to him outside okay. of clearing your inventory of treasures that you found. Yeah. So now I've got a huge stack of coins that I don't have any use for. So this is again, this is because it's an early access. You know, they've got. I'm assuming they've got big plans for yeah. probably other types of traders, but also to give him more to sell and to yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, if but, they could um, fill the world with like actual people, like that would be cool, and have there be like an economy and like, ooh, Tim, building multiple towns. And then having people live in those towns. And then you can have people like with carriages going in between towns and like trading and stuff. Tim, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, there's I'm a lot of potential you. there. They could add some political pieces to it. There's a lot they yeah. could do that's fun. But um, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm. it's fun to see a smaller developer kind of hit gold like this. You know, I yeah. don't think they knew what they had on their hands. I think they knew they had a fun game. They just didn't. I don't think they. no one can anticipate yeah. something taken off like this. But uh, So that's obviously what I'm playing. Uh, Dan, are you playing Bravely Default 2 yet? I know you got it. Yeah. Are you playing it? Yeah. And Derek, I, I, mean, I know you canceled your yeah. Bravely Default 2 order, right? Which, yeah. Smartly so, because I'm, I'm so I'm, the game says I'm six hours in it. I, I feel like I haven't been playing for six hours, but it's saying I have. Um, yeah. This is not a game for Derek. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just not. It's just really not. Um, not anymore. I like the first one, but I knew yeah. I wouldn't bother beating it, so I didn't want to waste my yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it was, like, maybe kind of unique because it's like, oh, it's like these hand-drawn diorama backgrounds, and the right. character models are a little different. So like, The voice acting a... seems pretty good. So the voice acting in this one, Tim, the, the main cast is, I think they're good, the main they're cast. Fine, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Elvis, though, which, I mean, by the way, like, it's a fantasy game. Why is there a guy named Elvis? That's a stupid name for a fantasy character. Um, he's very Irish. Just very, 
top of the morning to you. Like, he's basically a leprechaun. Like, he just is he's, he's super Irish, the voice acting. So that's weird. Um, oh, voice acting is not great, Tim. Mm, okay. It is not that's great, unfortunately. Um, that can ruin a game. That's why I never yeah. finished the DS Suikoden entry. Uh, and I'm, okay. I love Suikoden. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. put that game out. Uh, Tia Chris, which I've heard is actually a pretty good you know, kind of standard original JRPG style game, but I've heard it's got a good story and I've heard it's fun. Yeah. I couldn't get more than I think maybe five hours into it. And I was like, I'm done. I can't these voice acting and you can't turn it off. Right. So I, mean, I just wanted to read it, but it was bad. I could at bad. least swap. I could technically swap to Japanese VO, but like it's, it's such a long game and I just want to know what the characters are saying. So like it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so far the voice acting I, I don't think is as good as it should be. Um, otherwise, the game is very traditional. So like if you're sort of in that place, like that headspace of like, I want to just play something traditional, you know, yeah. it's four warriors of light and they're collecting the crystals. And if they don't, then, you know, the, the bad guys are going to use the cr- uh, crystals to, to start a calamity. Like it's it's very traditional, very like yeah. old Final Fantasy. So yeah. um, if that's what you're vibing then it's definitely a good fit. The the Brave default system, very similar to like the first two DS mm-hmm. ones. So if you're familiar with that system, you kind of definitely get it here for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm just the, the again, the voice acting is throwing me off. There's certain characters that I'm like, oh, that's just so bad. So, so bad. <laughs> like this is one villain. There's this one villain, and he was in the trailer where it shows him fighting like an old man who's the bodyguard of one of the main characters, and like he has this like super cartoony like Hispanic voice, but like but like also like I'm an evil villain, but like he sounds like Hispanic, and it's just it, it just it's just it's just weird. It's just super weird. I don't know. Yeah, so. this is one that I am planning on playing. Uh, but probably not until I see it on a good sale or yeah, yeah. maybe buy it used at GameStop down the line or something like that. But I don't I don't see the need to get it now. I've got plenty of yeah. other stuff on my plate. Um, so like an Epic Game Store. Ep- yeah, Valheim, of course. I, I still can't stop. At some point, I'll be like, I think I think I'm tired of this. But right now I just <laughs> I don't. Right now I'm like losing. Sleep. I mean. You could even, yeah, I mean, you could get to the point where you're like, oh, I've built so much. I'm kind of like, let me take a break. But then, like, if, once they release new stuff, it's like, all right, I'm back in. I know. Yeah, I know. I I actually just, I'm in the third biome. I won't say too much about it. I know. Sorry, we're talking about Valheim again real quick. But who cares? Uh, I'm in the third biome. Yeah. I'm in the third <laughs> biome, and uh, I just got the third type of metal. Okay. Uh, that you start getting from there. They're called sunken crypts. Ooh. And um, you have to beat the second boss to get access to those. So you can okay. explore the biome if you want to, and you could probably survive if you're good at fighting and all that stuff. But you won't be able to access the crypts until you get an item from the second boss. So they do kind of give you some progression, right? You beat the first right, boss, right, right. you get yeah. this thing, beat the second boss, get that thing. So anyway, and I've been able to upgrade the the homestead in a way that's just so fun. You know, I'm creating, I use a cauldron to create all these, like their crafting, their cooking is really intricate where you create this mead base, and mm. then you put that in the fermenter, which then creates either a collection of potions or food or something for you. Um, so you have to create a meat base first, and then you can put it in the fermenter and then wait for a while. Mm. And then yeah, I, I, I finally just finished my home, like literally yesterday. It, it took me like three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's so satisfying, though. Yeah. I just did an add-on to mine. 
because I got the ability to use stone in construction finally. I know that's if you really if you look it up, I didn't want to look stuff up. I wanted to just kind of discover it. So uh. because I'm trying not to follow too many guides and get I don't want to get to it through it so quickly that yeah. I don't that moment where I was like, Oh my word, I can create that now, that was really exciting. So I yeah. I'm still digging that kind of stuff. But but yeah, I think over the next few weeks there's not a ton of um major releases coming out. So what what we'll do is we're planning on having a couple different guests on, and I was thinking of maybe even doing a couple different quiz games that we've done in the past, which can be fun. Whether we, you know, jank a game from some other podcast that we like. I, I'm a big Easy Allies fan now, thanks, <laughs> Daniel. So they've got some really fun quizzes they do, or just a classic 20 questions like Game Scoop does. Um, I think we'll the next few weeks we'll probably do some of those things for these episodes. And then I think it's not until March 26th that another May, so it's the end of this month, got another three mm. weeks or so, until a game comes out that I am really hyped for, and that's the next Monster Hunter. So mm. I am excited for that. I'm, you know what I'm excited for right now is hearing Derek tell us how uh, much he loves Valheim. Uh, I want to listen for about a half hour. Please go on. Please continue, Derek. Oh, I was trying to sleep while y'all talked about that shit. <laughs> I know. You know, the other, the other thing is I can say with confidence this game Valheim is not going to hook everybody I do think if you're like me and survival games and building games have never quite done it for you it's worth at least trying oh yeah 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 for sure because uh, it's just different than all those but it's not I, I mean I totally over the buy buy button but I was like no I'll never you... play with them and <laughs> on my own I'll yeah. just get angry that I spent $20 See, like, so like a part of you I deep gotcha. down somewhere wants to try it but then you're like but then you think of us and you're like just to spite us you're like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it there actually I could see someone looking at that like I might buy it and they're like 5 million oh they've had enough I'm not gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've made too much money they've made too much let, I'm me, give here. let me give Ubisoft some money alright these guys are <laughs> these guys are all right, well, we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, thanks, Dan and Derek. I know it's late where you guys are, so I appreciate you taking time to chat. And I am going to go eat some food. I am going to finish up uh, Judas and the Messiah. Wait, what's the name of that movie again? It's that new one that's on HBO Max. It's a good I one. No I th- Hang on. Real quick, i got to give you this recommendation before Judas I go. Judas and the Messiah. It sounds some re- like some religious nonsense. No, it's a historical It's a historical movie about Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers. I from actually the- have a... If you 60s. have HBO Max, I highly recommend the the show Warrior. Oh, that's on my list. I'm gonna get to that next. All yeah, right, I'm glad I'm you mentioned it. season one, started season two, and it's really good. If you have um, HBO Max, I recommend the Ghibli movies because they're on there. So that's pretty cool. Ghibli? No. Yes. Please go watch. You just in the Black Messiah, and it's the story of uh, Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers, and then the okay. guy who got. Um, recruited let's say by the fbi to uh to go undercover uh ah. with the black panthers it's a it's a it's a good movie and then i also watched little things with denzel washington didn't think the overall movie was that great like when it when the credits wrapped and i saw kind of what they decided to say happened i was like ah whatever i didn't love that but jared leto denzel washington and rami malik amazing actors they put in good performances movie itself is just okay what i really care about is in two weeks kong versus godzilla yes yes yeah so who so what do we what do we godzilla king uh, king kong who's i think they're showing their hand too early i think they're making it look like kong is dominating in the trailer so i think godzilla's gonna win i don't think either one's gonna die but i think godzilla's gonna win the fight i mean godzilla is a giant dinosaur like shoots like a 
freaking power beam out of his mouth. Like, come on. Well, it's the trailers keep so. showing Kong getting the upper hand. As we were watching oh. the trailer. But... Oh, did I, did I lose you? You there? Uh, yeah, no, we're good. Okay. Or... Um, anyway, I'm excited for that one. There's a couple other movies coming out that I think will be good. But Derek, thanks for that reminder on Warriors. I, I just wrapped up WandaVision, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I didn't like it at first. I thought it was kind of a weird show at the beginning. But as a full nine-episode arc, I think it's really well done. Um, I liked it more in the beginning, liked it less as it played out. Did you see the ending of it yet? Yeah, I watched this morning. So with, yeah. without, um, without spoiling it, are there... Like, is there a purpose to the whole, like, them having the different themes of yeah. sitcoms? They, they explain okay. all of it. Yeah. Okay. And now, the, explanation might not, the explanation might not land for everybody, but okay. um, there's a ton of surprises. There's a ton but, like, of good like, ones? Oh, like, like, really big, cool like, ones? Big, like big Marvel yeah, Facebook yeah, 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 yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. cool. Yeah. At least I'm a couple excited. of them. As, yeah. Most of it's a contained story, but there's a couple moments they're like, oh, I see what they're doing for future Marvel okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend it if you like Marvel, I think. And then Captain America, no, Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier is I'll this coming week. So. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And I think Loki's when that one's over. They're just going to keep rolling them out, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Owen Wilson's in that. Because they get, got people like me who cancel the service after we watch one thing we like. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about canceling Netflix, weirdly enough. I mean, we'll bring it back when I need to, but... Um, I don't last, use it. I think The Last Kingdom is the only show that I can't wait for another season of. Other than that, I'm going to wait for the Nate Bargatze special. I love him. He's an awesome stand-up comedian, if you haven't listened to him. Um, he's got a special coming out in a couple weeks, but then I think I'll cancel it unless they bring out something else because I'm mm. I'm all HBO Max and Disney Plus at the moment. That's all I, that's all I really watch. Oh, and Peacock. I've been watching a lot of Peacock because I'm going through Parks and Rec. Um, the best show ever. Not- Watch the new Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll get on it. Between Parks and Rec and Saved by the Bell, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'll get right on it. All right, dudes, you enjoy your weekends. And all of you listening, thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you next time. Good night.